four against a conference only schedule uh, during the worst pandemic our nation's seen in a century, right? Like, um, hey, the, he beat Kirby point, and Nick in back to back weeks. Yeah, the, 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 with the Jared floor, Stidham, the, the floor of Gus was was not even close to what we've seen from Auburn the past three seasons. And I don't know if they learned a lesson the hard way, knowing it's Auburn. Maybe they didn't. Um, but you know, at this point, I feel like I'm supposed to propose the solution, right? And the solution isn't that that Gus is going to come riding in and saving this thing. I don't, I don't think Gus could even do that. Um, but the point being like, I, I, I think they've left themselves really no choice, but to try to show some patience with Hugh. what does that look like? I don't know. I mean, I don't think they're firing him after two years, like they did with Harson. I think they're sort of pot committed um, because of the situation that they created that Auburn created. I think they're pot committed to giving Hugh three or four years and, and seeing what it looks like. Um, I, I think my early read on the situation is Hugh's going to be better than Brian Harson. Again, an incredibly low bar, but I don't think Hugh's going to be as good as Malzahn. Some of that uh, is maybe on Hugh. Some of that is just Auburn's reality right now. Yeah. Like uh, in the current SEC, Auburn's job ranks somewhere between five and seven, depending on whether your glass half full or half empty. Um, I don't think you can make a case for it ranking in the top four. I don't think it goes much below seven in the current SEC. But when Oklahoma and Texas come in, then that shifts that ranking from job number seven through nine, depending on your perspective. Like, it's a good job. It's not a great job. And it's why I was saying a year ago that Lane Kiffin – uh, would be wise to stay in place at Ole Miss, maybe not forever, but in that moment to stay at Ole Miss. I think Lane made a good choice, um, and I think uh, you know we'll we'll think that even more when we look back on it a couple of years from now. Yeah, and also like whether or not it happens in perpetuity. I mean, as of right now, right, they're the only school that's going to have to play Alabama and Georgia. That's uh, that's right. Yes, you know, we, whether it happens in perpetuity, we right. don't know. But I think there's a decent chance that at some point the nine games conference schedule uh, becomes the reality. And, and if that happens, then I, I can't see a scenario where where Auburn or excuse me, where Georgia and Alabama would not be on on the annual schedule. I mean, right now Tennessee has that situation, but I think Georgia is probably at some point going to fall off Tennessee's schedule, even if Alabama remains. So yeah, that's. That's true, and, and, it's, and it goes beyond that. Like, if you, if you look at the map, you draw a 200-mile circle around Auburn, and you've got Tuscaloosa, you've got Athens, and you've got Tallahassee. You've got three big-boy programs right in your backyard that all three right now are functioning at an incredibly high level, and I think for the foreseeable future will remain perennial playoff contenders. I mean, certainly for Alabama and, and Georgia, but – I think Florida State's sitting in a pretty good situation for its future um, right now. And so um, there's only so much talent to go around. There is a lot of talent in that area. But so, again, some of this is Hugh Freeze's uh, challenge, and, and, and it's on him to fix it. Other that, you know, other parts of this is sort of bad luck and bad timing. I mean, I don't know that it's Hugh's fault that Florida State and uh, is where it's at right now and that Georgia – uh, and, and Kirby have it figured out, but it is his reality, and I don't think that's a great reality for Auburn when you when you look at that 200 mile radius and see how those other programs are are functioning. No, but it is also the reality he wanted. I mean, that, that's kind of the other part of it. Like he wanted back in, and that was his road. True. All right, yeah. quickly wanted to get your thoughts. Am I in, 
am I insane? Maybe I'm just not online enough. But like, this feels like one of the quietest coaching carousel seasons I can remember. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we have the A and M job open, and there's the thought whether or not it's true. Like that could lead to some dominoes. I honestly did not think when when Mississippi State beat Arkansas that Zach Arnett would be the one that got fired, not Sam Pittman. You could have talked me into both getting fired, but I did not think that Pittman would be returning and Arnett would be the one leaving. Like, if you told me only one left after that game, I was like, well, it'd be Pittman. But here mm-hmm. we are. Like, how do you kind of size it up right now? Because it feels like it's kind of feels, – it feels like it's pretty quiet right now. It is quiet. I think it's the calm before the storm. Like, the one argument would be – that, oh, these schools are, are, are showing some more fiscal caution uh, we know that's in, the not the case. These, in the face of these larger buyouts. I think, by and large, that I, yeah, I agree with you, that is not the case. I do think in specific instances that might be the case. Like, I think Arkansas, because of the nature of Sam Pittman's contract, it was sort of a, in their eyes, a win-win to keep him. Like, either he turns it around next season or because of, of that, you know, clause in his contract yeah. that pertains to his record, they can fire him at a, at a substantial discount next year. So in certain instances, maybe the buyouts are, are protecting coaches. But mostly, I just think it's the timing of this thing. And certain big boy jobs could come open next year. Like Florida, you know, I think Billy Napier's in a make-or-break season there. Uh, Oklahoma, what does Brent Venables look like in his SEC debut? I mean, if Texas keeps rolling and, and, and Oklahoma, you know, is just – kind of there. Yep. I know they beat Texas this year, but um, Oklahoma wants to be a, a top five, top ten program. That is the standard there. So uh, I, I think the next year or two, we could have a spicier carousel, and we could see some more of these monstrous buyouts. So yeah, I don't. I, I think it's more just the timing of it, which was why I thought you know, if you're Texas A&M and you got a pretty good idea that you've seen enough of Jimbo Fisher, like I thought the, the right move was to do it now, when they are the best job on the market for whatever that's worth, than to wait and see who you're going up against next year when you when you could have several uh, other bigger name jobs open at the same time. So yeah, I think this is just the timing of the cycle, uh, sort of the calm before next year's storm, and we might see a domino or two fall. You're right, depending on on what A and M does with its hire, but I don't think it's going to be one of the crazier years we've seen from the carousel. Uh, but, again, I think we're probably just a year away from maybe having something similar to that repeat of what we had a couple years ago when Brian Kelly and, and Lincoln Riley were on the move because so many big jobs were open in that cycle. Blake, we appreciate it, buddy. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Yeah, you too. Thanks. That is Blake Topmeyer, SEC columnist for the USA Today Sports Network. When we come back, let's get into the list. Dylan Brooks has spoken before the Grizzlies – his first ever meeting with the Grizzlies, or I should say against the Grizzlies tomorrow night. We'll get into that and more when we come back right here on Giannotto and Jeffrey, 92.9 FM, ESPN. This hour of the G&J Show is presented by Regions Bank. Now, back to the Giannotto and Jeffrey Show, live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. G&J on 92.9 FM, ESPN. Each and every day here on Giannotto and Jeffrey, we do a little thing called The List. Let's fire it up. 
Giannato and Jeffrey make a list of the biggest stories and people they need to talk about. Being on the list can be a good or bad thing. Listen to find out who made it and why. This is The List. You just made The List! Presented by Birdies 901. Memphis's place for virtual golf on 92.9 FM ESPN. Dylan Brooks! You just made The List! Oh boy. We sh- I guess we should have just been anticipating this, Dylan. We had last week's story from Sports Illustrated, which wasn't really directly related to the Grizzlies. It was more like a Dylan Brooks feature, and then there were some strays thrown at the Grizzlies a little bit, but more at more at management, right? Like it was it was more directed at management. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know the Grizzlies as an organization. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't directed at the his former teammates though, right? No, but you could talk me into, like, maybe the coaching staff. Yeah, I believe one of the things he said, yeah, but he basically, remember he said he was the scapegoat and that, you know, he wanted to well, he, he wanted to be a focal point, right? Something like that. Um, well, I don't even think he wanted to be. It's like he thought he should have should been. Should have been a focal yeah. point. Well, the Houston Chronicle, in anticipation of tomorrow's game against the Grizzlies in Houston, Dylan's first game against his former teammates since switching, since signing that four-year, eighty-six million dollar contract with the Rockets this summer. This summer, um, he the Houston Chronicle released a story. Uh, I, I'm assuming he did the interview not today, but at some you know recently. But among the things he said uh, about the Grizzlies, quote: "It's like the girlfriend that you used to have. You don't know how good she is until she's gone." And he went on to say. You can see now they have no swagger. We, as in the Rockets, have swagger. We have an identity we're building. Each and every game, we show it more and more. That's what I want for my guys. That's what I want for each and every guy on the floor, to play their best basketball. Um, Here's what I would say right off the top. That quote there, like you can see now they have no swagger, which is implying I was the one who supplied them with swagger mm-hmm. is exactly the reason why Dylan Brooks is in here. And it's not because he said it. It's because he thinks he's the reason they don't have swagger right now. And it's not because John Morant is serving a 25 game suspension. Like Dylan thinks he was responsible for this franchise's swagger the past few years. And I would not agree with that at all. He was like kind of a lone wolf out there. Not, not in charge of the swagger, the swagger that they're missing it's because John Morant's not playing. And, like, the fact that he grew – like, the whole problem with him in Memphis – and I liked Dylan Brooks. Like, I was a, an advocate for him. But the reality was the reason he's not here is because he wanted a bigger role than he, like, should have on a playoff team. Well, and I guess the other thing – And the role and, and the minimal role they wanted for him last year, he failed at miserably in the playoffs last year. Is the Grizzlies record any different with Dylan Brooks this year? And I throw that out there as – I think the front office has made mistakes. Not- Replacing him with Marcus Smart was not one of them. Correct. And furthermore, I don't think that was really an option. Like Eric has mentioned on the show, like he thinks they offered him, he thinks they offered him an extension. I think it was two thirty-eight, two years, thirty-eight rather million than, at the I think beginning four of the season. At sixty-one, it was two at thirty-eight. So mm. slightly, you know, uh, whatever nineteen and st- like slightly more money. They basically offered him like what they could have done with Tyus. Where they could have given Tyus more years, they chose to give him more money. Yeah, and on a shorter term deal, and then and Tyus got to go explore, and then yeah. you could trade him, you could, trade yeah. him, and then now Tyus gets yeah. his opportunity to be a starting point guard. Mm-hmm. I, my biggest argument right now is: Do you think the Grizzlies have a better record with him? 
Um, I don't know. It's so hard to say. Like, may, yeah, maybe there's a win here or there, but like, maybe there's a game. Dill, you know, right. honestly, with all these injuries, like, there's probably a game where Dylan takes 35 shots and shoots you out of the game. You I know, mean, like, I do know this, to say the when Dylan, in my opinion, was at his least functional for the Grizzlies mm-hmm. was typically when both Ja, Dez, and to a certain degree, Jaren were off the floor. Mm-hmm. Like when all three of them. Now, granted, the playoff series was different, but that was because literally the Lakers were leaving him wide open, daring him to shoot. But my bigger my bigger deal right now is like, I I just have found myself this year, like I, I was always pretty much Dylan agnostic. Mm-hmm. I have just been so glad. It's like let him be somebody else's problem. Yeah, and I mean, I guess to a certain degree, I guess if you want to, if you want to give Dylan his flowers, the fact that it seems to me from most of the reporting, Ime Odoka was the one that put the kibosh on Harden back to Houston. Mm-hmm. It seems also if that's the case, then he would have been in favor of bringing no, and the, Dylan. And the truth is, like the girlfriend thing, it's like they couldn't afford to pay him four years, eighty-six right. million dollars. No, they, that's couldn't, what I'm saying. they couldn't do that with what they have to pay Ja and Desmond Bain and Jaron. Like, I mean, you know, the the Marcus Smart. I guess they you could argue they could. They just wouldn't have been able to get Marcus Smart. And I I've said all offseason. I still believe it now, even though he's injured. We've seen what this looks like with Dylan in the playoffs. I'm much more intrigued to see what it looks like with Marcus Smart, even though this season has gone to hell so far, by and large. Like, I, I find a top four of Ja, Bain, Jaron, and Marcus Smart more appealing than a top four of Ja, Bain, Jaron, and Dylan Brooks. And again, it's still somewhat of an unknown, um, but I tend to agree. I, I just think also it had reached the point, A, when, when Dylan got his contract, that was it. Mm-hmm. When the Rockets offered him that deal, like that's yeah. over. Like you were not re-signing him. Now to be fair, like they weren't even trying to re-sign. Like at that, you know, like right. But my point would also be on that is that my point on that one would be like that's partly your doing. Yes. Well, and and the the the, the interesting part is, so we've seen in recent years with this version of the Grizzlies, no one who's left has been here long enough to, like, truly merit. Like, since Mark and Mike, obviously. Like, when Jonas came back, there was no... We didn't get a we didn't get a welcome back video for Jonas. Kyle, the same thing. I assume it'll be the same with Tyus. My gut was Dylan was maybe going to get a video when he came back because he was in the, with the franchise for seven years. I'm beginning to think we might have he might he might have talked his way out of a welcome back video when he comes to Memphis next month. You can't uh, give it to him now. I wouldn't give it to him. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna say all this stuff about the I mean, Grizzlies I guess now. Could, I guess you could use this F cop that. out. Like even if they were Dylan also feels like the guy that even if they were giving him the video treatment, he mm-hmm. would just like ignore it. Mm-hmm. And so well, and maybe and maybe it's like because I think I think when I when I read these quotes and when I. When I was around Dylan towards the end there, I think he is now so imbo- – like, he says the media made him the villain. Like, he very clearly knows he's benefiting from this persona, if you will. That's why he continues it. Yes. And I just think he's – you know, he's so consumed with this persona. He's like, you know – but to be fair to him, like you said, it's worked. Like he's, made, he's making a boatload of money because of it. Yeah, I mean – And, like, guys can – you know, like – 
sometimes this stuff can help you stick in the league a little longer than maybe you should because, like, you're this recognizable guy and you have this reputation. And I know some of his reputation is bad, but some of it is, like, well, he is, like, a hard-nosed defender, you know, and, like, he he does bring it, like... And he, he defends a lot of different types of players. Yeah, I know, and he brought it every night, you know, like, it wasn't for lack of effort with him. There was sometimes delusion and there was sometimes... Yeah, but then there's, also, then there's also the questions like how much of his success is directly related to the fact that he is delusional. Yeah. Well, the Grizzlies sort of responded to it clearly. Like, it, I don't know if I would say they like it wasn't. They didn't go full bore at their former teammate or anything because I think most of I think Bain said he hadn't really read it yet, um, but he said he wasn't surprised that he was taking shots. He said that's part of his game. He's an antagonizer. I don't even know what the word is. It's part of his game. Um, wait, wait, one more time. Antagonizer. He's an antagonizer. Is this Jaron Desmond Bain? I don't know what antagonizer is. Well, I don't know if that's a word. Antagonizer. Yeah. Right. Uh, is that it? Okay. Yeah. Antagonist is a different type of like antagonist is like more of a like literary figure or like a yeah. Um, and then. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Jenkins said about the girlfriend comment, you know, the girl, Jenkins said, that's an interesting comment. I've been happily married for 10 years with four beautiful kids. I've got a beautiful marriage. Obviously, he's a heck of a player having a great start to the year. I'm really happy for his early season success. I, I just don't think the girlfriend thing, like, applies. Like, no, I don't think anyone, I, I think there might be a select few. I don't think most Grizzlies fans are going, man, we stink to start this year, and it, if we just had Dylan, like it would be a I lot better. I mean, there better. there has been a little of that online, but like that's also like the that's also part of like the whole Dylan 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 was like the perfect character for online debate mm. because for the same reasons that I was kind of and like agnostic on him is the same reason that he makes for a great debate debate because both sides kind of have a point at certain at certain times. I just find myself, even with this season from hell, I just find myself thinking, like, I I appreciate what he did, what he gave here, and I'm glad that he got paid and rewarded. And this, I, like, the one thing I think Dylan can clearly say, when all the jokes were fired off about him enjoy China next year, yeah, like, he got the last laugh on that one. Yeah. And congratulations on that. I'm just kind of I'm ready to put that behind. Well, I think Jaron maybe speaks best. He told DeMichael Cole after Sunday's loss to the Celtics. Um, I think he's this is I think this is this is the right way to go about it. He said this about Dylan. Quote, I wanna play against him. I've been talking trash to Dylan for five years, so it's gonna be great. That's the way to look at it. Yeah, I mean actually though, the thing that I'm more interested about mm-hmm. tomorrow night mm-hmm. is what Eric mentioned last week. I care less about, like, the whole antics and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I am curious to see who does he try to agitate. Mm, yeah, who does he pick out as, right. like, kind of the quote-unquote weak link Correct. Of, the, of the team. I, and I don't know who he'll go after. I mean, it's probably... it's probably. I assume they're going to put him on Dez, right? Yeah, it, we're going to get Dez versus Dylan, that's for sure. He's going to ask. I mean, that. I suppose to a certain degree the question also becomes is what's availability tomorrow night? Because do you think... So the Boston was bigger, like their lineup is bigger, and mm-hmm. so that I think invited an opportunity to not have to play Gilliard because you were giving up so much. I do wonder if they just stick with the same starting lineup, where it's what Des, Conchar, Santi, Jaron, 
Biz? Mm-hmm. Or are they going to go back to Gilliard because Houston's not? Oh, as I think big. they're sticking. I think they're going to stick with that lineup they had the other night. And honestly, I'm fine with that because I think that actually gets your the best. My whole deal now is like get the best available players yeah. on the floor for as much as possible. I understand it's not going to be a perfect fit. Guess what? That's what happens when you got this yeah. many injuries. No, I and think your best you got to go. With, I think you go as Santi put it. You know, we just got to get used to three so, seven near seven footers out there. Maybe I don't know. Call up JB. Be like, how do you do it? Like you've always got <laughs> feels like you've always got three seven footers on the floor uh, near seven footers. Well, Grizzlies Rockets tomorrow is an appetizer for Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll have more on tomorrow's show uh, about it. Penny Hardaway, you just made the list. Uh, so Penny Hardaway uh, and the Tigers are down in uh, the Bahamas, and they held an availability today uh, on Zoom. Um, some interesting comments from Penny. I thought the most interesting, I guess he was asked about not being ranked in the AP poll. I want your reaction to this quote okay. from Penny. Quote, it's going to take a lot for us to get some respect. They're going to make us earn every single thing that we get. And I like that. I think with FAU already being in the top 25, they don't want to have another AAC team. So we're just going to have to do what we're going to have to do, and that's go win. When you win, they can't deny you. They're saying we're not good enough to get in. We have to prove that we are. Continue to prove that we are. I think that's interesting that he thinks like, do you think because FAU's in there, they don't want another? I don't know about that part. I do think like Memphis does have to do a little more than others, fairly or not to impress voters. So one thing that I thought got left out of the And I will note, once again, the company that owns the Commercial Appeals poll has the University of Memphis ranked, the coaches poll. The coaches have Memphis ranked. See, I I don't know. You know what I honestly thought hurt them the most? It wasn't the loss to Jackson State. It was the fact that they played one game. It was against Alabama State. Mm -hmm. And if you were just scoreboard watching, you weren't left going like, oh, Mm -hmm. that's amazing. Because to me, the key was... They stayed in the first in the others receiving votes. And I say this as someone that was surprised. I thought for, I thought they'd mm-hmm. be in. Yeah. But they did significantly close the gap from the prior week. Like, the prior week, they were basically, like, doubled the amount of votes mm-hmm. out of 25. This yeah. week, I think they're, like, 13 or 14 behind Mississippi State. Yeah. And no. I, I just really think, like, I think it's, honestly, like, you look at how many teams are 3-0 and and are ranked. Like, Colorado, uh, just... Carolina. I mean, the whole you say it in college football, and it's the same in college basketball. The whole poll process is just inherently flawed. Yeah, like you don't know, especially like basketball. Like uh, there's so many. Like I can just tell you, if any of those people, like in basketball, especially, like there's just no way to watch all these teams. Like you can't. Like, no, to at expect least, the like the least, poll to be accurate is like I don't know how it's possible. It's not possible in college football either, but. Theoretically, if you wanted to watch every team that was possibly ranked in college football on a weekend, you could do it. You can't do that you, with college basketball. No, no, no. You literally can't. Not every yeah. game is like sometimes like you'd have to like there are games that are not even put on like ESPN Plus or whatnot. Like there are as a gambler, there are games that the only way to watch it is to get a score app and you literally hit refresh and you yeah. watch the game on a score app. So it's not even possible. I still think the I just don't really – I don't buy the AAC argument of it. Um, it all comes back to the same thing. Like, if you if you look good this week, you're going to be ranked. I don't know if you have to go 3-0 and to be ranked. I think 2-1 and one I think the done. right wins and 2-1 and one yeah. will get you, you – you, like, if you 
it'll be interesting. Like if you beat, let's say if you beat Michigan and Texas Tech or Michigan, well, we'll see. It'll be interesting. The third game, it's so hard to tell who they're going to play. Because you don't know, like, do they get it's bounced like, to the other side? And yeah, then like it's UNC, Villanova, Texas Tech, or Northern Iowa for that third game. The second game is more clear-cut. It's either Arkansas or Stanford, depending on how that Arkansas-Stanford game goes and how your game against Michigan goes. Um, but it is definitely a big opportunity uh, for them to kind of plant their flag as this is who we are as a team this year. You know what else I kind of thought was odd? Mm-hmm. So I finally got uh, – UConn was playing in whatever the the Garden MTE is. Okay. And by the way, we got too many MTEs. Yeah. Like, I, I, we gotta, we gotta cut it down. Like, every single one of those things feels like a scam. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how UConn's only four. Only four? You yeah. think they're really good? Yes. So I saw someone. I didn't watch the game last night, but some people uh, noted. Some people in my text chain like noted how good UConn like, looked. It was like I saw them twice this weekend, and both times I was like, oh. They look the same. Now, granted, your parse, like Kansas yet again look good, but like last night they played in Chaminade. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. No, and now, no, tonight will be very interesting out in Maui. You've got Tennessee against Purdue. Purdue, and then you got Marquette against Kansas in the Maui semifinals. Like, those are going to be two real, like, you know what? You know barometer what? games, if you will. And I could be proven wrong. And if you want to go and take this to the bank and go ahead and take some money on Marquette, you know who I think is not going to pass the smell test? Who's that? The Marquette. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I remember they were at, because they were in Columbus last year with Memphis. Like they weren't on Memphis side, Memphis's side of the bracket in Columbus. Like it was a totally different side, but they were there because because they were like what a two seed, three seed last year. Uh, weren't they the two that lost? Didn't they get Izzo'd? Yeah, I think that's right in the second round. Yeah, and they've got they've got Cam Jones, who's uh, ECS yeah. ECS kid, who's like really turned like. There was a lot of like a lot of focus on like Kennedy Chandler and Jonathan yep. Lawson here's year in high school and it like listen, Kennedy became a second round pick and I don't know, is he in the G League this year? I don't even know. Um Kennedy I don't either. since getting released by the Grizzlies. But like Cam Jones was kind of an afterthought out of those three guys. You know, it was always Jonathan Lawson and mm-hmm. and Kennedy and he's uh so he's playing for the Long Island Nets, Kennedy Chandler. So he's in the G League. Um, but Cam Jones has turned into a heck of a player and, like, you know, with a good year this year, could get drafted. I don't know. Like, I just feel like they're up there because they beat Illinois earlier. And that, that feels like every Brad Underwood team you've ever seen in your entire life where, mm-hmm. like, they always play through the post, and you're like, that, that feels like a one shock I can always get. And then they beat UCLA, and it's like, I don't even know what UCLA does or doesn't have right now. Like, I, I don't know. Like, to me, it's it's as simple as, like, am I surprised that they're not ranked? Yes. Am I all that concerned? No, because if they go have a good week this this week, I think they're going to be fine. And I think really the the more interesting aspect to me is, like, I can't remember the last time that I was – this excited to watch Tiger basketball this early. Mm, interesting. I, it's maybe it's just the bad boy mowers effect. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm just I'm thinking about I'm thinking about well, feast week. Part of a little bit like you know like listen we need if the Grizzlies aren't going to be good come on we need Tigers to be good. No, you know what? A lot. I mean, there's a part of that. Obviously, I wouldn't dismiss that. Uh, this is a more aesthetically pleasing version of the Tigers. Yeah, they, no, it is. They can hit shots. Yeah, no, they can score. 
Um, so it should be fun in the Bahamas. We'll do some more previewing of it tomorrow on tomorrow's show. When we come back, let's talk some NFL. Tom Brady had some interesting stuff to say about the state of the NFL. We had that great Chief. I don't know if great's the right word. Close. Close. Chiefs-Eagles game last night. Um, so plenty more to get to on the NFL front. You're listening to Giannato and Jeffrey on 92.9 FM ESPN. 92.9 FM ESPN should be on lock all Thanksgiving week long. It's a loaded Thanksgiving plate this week with Cowboys football on Thanksgiving Day. Grizzlies for Friday and Sunday. And in the middle, SEC football with Tennessee and Vandy Saturday. Waiting for the snap. There it is. The kick on the way. And that kick is knuckling toward the upright. It's good. Just gets over the upright. Memphis is Thanksgiving Sports Station. 92.9 FM. ESPN. Let's end this year with a bang with Gossip Mitsubishi's Mitsubishi Motors year-end sales event. You want huge savings? We Gossip. The awards keep coming for the world's first and best-selling plug-in hybrid SUV. 2023 Mitsubishi Outlander PHEV. 420 total range and PGE. We Gossip at $299.96 a month. Plus, 2024 Mitsubishi Outlander Sport, buy for $26,850 or $379 a month. Plus, IIHS Top Safety Pick and Seat 7, 2024 Mitsubishi Outlander, $32,185 or $399 a month. All equipped with Mitsubishi's 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. You want it? We gossip. Gossip Mitsubishi, 1870 Covington Pike or 24-7 at MemphisMitsubishi.com. If you want it, we gossip and gossip more. PHEV PZ06230 MSRP 44355 84 months 500 military and conquest or loyalty rebate Outlander RZ006545 MSRP 33185 Sport RU00104 MSRP 27850 Includes all rebates and incentives PF695 excludes tax title and license CDO for complete details offer valid through end of the month with approved credit dealer stock only This year FanDuel's got something you'll really be thankful for because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet that's 150 bucks if your team wins with so many games going on Thanksgiving the perfect time to join in on the fun at FanDuel Packers at Lions Commander at Cowboys and 49ers at Seahawks. Lots of options. I like the Lions at home versus the Packers. So visit FanDuel.com slash Smith to fill up your plate with parlays and player props all weekend long. Again, that promo code JSMITH. It's only on FanDuel, official partner of the NFL and, of course, of 92.9 FM ESPN. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. That's 1-800-889-9789. Hey everybody, it's Howie from Robert Irwin Jewelers, and I'm here to let everybody know about the most exciting sale of the year. Buy gifts at Give Gifts, our big Black Friday sale, and it's going on right now. Get a free gift with purchase. Five locations or online at rijewelers.com. Shop Black Friday every day and get the best new deals all month long, only at Lowe's. Shop the lowest prices of the year on select major appliances and save an extra $100 for every $800 you spend on select major appliances. Plus, get your home ready for the season with Holiday Living 100-count LED string lights. Was $8.98, now $4.98. Because Lowe's knows deals. Vowed through eleven twenty two. while supplies last. Selection varies by location. Appliance savings vary based on purchase amount. Exclusions apply. See Lowe's.com for details. Bank of America is the proud employer of over 210,000 teammates who go above and beyond to support their clients' financial goals. Like Bruno, a Better Money Habits volunteer champion who helps debt feel less scary by giving clients tips and tools to tackle it little by little. 
for all your financial goals. We're here to listen and help. What would you like the power to do? Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash about. Bank of America NA, member FDIC, equal credit opportunity lender. Tennessee has never been a stranger to progress. And with all the changes going on, people want an affordable way to protect their families, which is why so many Tennesseans trust us. At Farm Bureau Health Plans, helping people find peace of mind has never gone out of style. Just click fbhp.com, call us, or visit one of our many offices. Farm Bureau Health Plans, protecting Tennesseans since 1947. Imagine if you could charge your electric vehicle at the places you already love to eat, shop, and play. Whether you're at the movies, on your weekly grocery trip, or running errands at your local mall, Volta EV charging stations are built around your day-to-day and located in your community and nationwide. All you have to do is check in, plug in, and go about your day. It's EV charging made convenient. Download the Volta app to find your new favorite place to charge. What's holding you back from learning the language you've always wanted to know? Too hard. Takes too long. Not with Babbel. Babbel's lessons take just 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes isn't long. Nope. And they're fun. So you don't realize you're learning a language, but you are. In three weeks, you're able to start having conversations. And Babbel's lessons are built around real life. And with Babbel, it isn't hard. It's It's perfect. perfect. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. When you wake up well-rested on a great mattress, everything becomes clear. That meeting could have been an email. Things you missed when you were tired finally reveal themselves. Look at all the things my neck can do now. At Mattress Firm, we know the right mattress matters. That's why we give you 120 nights to make sure it's right for you or your money back. Plus, you get free and fast delivery. Shop in-store or online at mattressfirm.com. The right mattress matters. We'll find yours. Restrictions apply. See store or website for details. Ancestry makes the perfect gift to give people because it literally blew my mind. It's literally like you're giving them something that they would have no knowledge of. Which is very important because for us to basically be able to find our missing family or to see my indigenous heritage confirmed inside there. It's It's, one gift, but it's so so many many different different things. things. Show someone where they came from this holiday season with Ancestry DNA. Now on sale at Ancestry.com. This hour of the G&J Show is presented by Regions Bank. Now, back to the Giannato and Jeffrey Show, live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. G&J on 92.9 FM ESPN. All right, Mark, before we get to Tom Brady's thoughts on... Uh, from Stephen A. Smith, I believe it was his podcast. I think yeah. that's what they were. It, Stephen A. Now looks like he's recording shows just live in studio, and I think that was part of his podcast. Before we get to that, because I I found them very interesting, let's get to last night because it is interesting in football how much a small sample size like impacts how you feel. Because in the first half, I found myself thinking, is there anyone else I really really believe? will beat the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Like when it can I picture can I close my eyes and picture myself seeing someone this team, beating Mahomes right. in the Super Bowl you Correct. Know, or whatever. As the or confetti championship right. game or whatever. Right. Because when you think about it, it's like, okay, I believe so Mahomes' AFC title losses were to Brady and one to Burrow. 
Well, he lost to Brady in a Super Bowl. And, but, and when Brady was at New England. Oh, did he lose? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think Are you was, sure about that? Yes. I think it was the year the the uh, the Patriots beat the Rams. Okay. So that's yeah, okay. they they lost one there. Um and like in the first half, like I'm just thinking, because the Eagles looked just terrible. Not good. Like terrible. Hurts looked hurt. Yes. And the defense and I, couldn't and, the defense that had normally been really good stopping the run in trying to sell out to stop the pass was just getting gashed by the Chiefs on the ground. Correct. And then it's funny in the second half, I found myself thinking, man, it is funny how you can come up with the greatest scheme. You can have all of this, all of these creative play designs in the world. And literally, if your big people are better than their big people, you're still going to win when it matters. And it's like, that's what the Eagles do. Like, they're big people up front on the offensive line versus the well, defensive and line. Then let's just be real. Chiefs win this game if that guy catches the ball. Valda Scandling. But then there's also kind of the other aspect of it. Part of the reason why I think some of the Chiefs' criticism is boredom. Mm-hmm. But you do also see part of the problem, which is because they have so much money tied up into essentially mm-hmm. three players, mm-hmm. they, they're basically taking the Patriots' approach, which is— They're saying we can put it—Patch, they, they have said over the last two years especially, really since they traded Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes is so good and Travis Kelsey is so good that we can put any Joe off the street right. at wide receiver. And, yeah, he's not going to be as good as Tyreek Hill. Right. But we'll be able to win we have as and many, win at a high level with that type of guy. We have as many Super Bowls with Tyreek as without. And I think it's probably still the right call, but we're see, you, you're seeing over the last three weeks – when they can't score in the second half. Last night when Mahomes throws a damn dime and you're going to win the game. If you just catch that ball, you're probably winning the game. Most likely. And, yes, you would have had to stop the Eagles. But, I, you know, good chance you're at least going to overtime if you complete that pass. I think you're probably winning the game. Because um, weren't they down four at that yeah, point? Yeah, that would have put them up three. Up but- three. To me, at worst, you're going to overtime in now, that situation. It is also important to note, I think clearly the conditions played an impact last night. Yeah. But it was it was because another key difference I saw between the first half and the second half, mm-hmm. the Chiefs from the start mm-hmm. said, we are going to blitz every play. Mm-hmm. Like it was a blitz fest. And at first, the Eagles did it somewhat, but by the second half, it was just like, we are going to, we're going to play with fire. Well, here's the question. Does that result last night? make you feel better about, like, we were talking about earlier this week about how, like, this season kind of feels, you know, it's felt a little boring. It's just been, like, very status quo, and you're going, well, like, we kind of already know what are the two best teams in the NFC, and we kind of know who the two best teams are in the AFC, and I can't really see anyone else sneaking into that conversation. And it leads into what Tom Brady was saying uh, with Stephen A. Smith, where he just like basically said, like, it's not the same right now, the NFL. And I, I tend to, like, usually those comments come off as, like, oh, retired guy no. saying whatever. And, like, I came away with him, him right saying here. that. It was, it was, give the quote. I think there's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL. I don't see the excellence I saw in the past. I think the coaching isn't as good as it was. I don't think the development of young players is as good as it was. The rules have allowed a lot of bad habits to get into the actual performance of the game. So I think, uh, so I just think the product, in my opinion, 
is less than what it's been. So there's obviously a lot there, but, and also I don't, I think it's also important to note, I don't think this is entirely the NFL's fault. I think that really, Mark, the biggest, the biggest thing that I've seen between the difference between the NFL now and even kind of how I felt mm, five years ago, more so, I think college football has forever, the NFL didn't need a developmental league because they had college football. And for the most part, college football mirrored a lot of what the NFL did. Well, now, in order to get so many of these high-profile recruits on the field, which all largely come from spread offenses, RPOs, whatnot, colleges have started adopting those offenses. And I do not think those offenses, those offenses teach you how to win one-on-ones. I do not think they teach you how to, like, play football. I think the other thing that's clearly another big problem of it is, you know, how do coaches get hired for head coaching jobs? Mm -hmm. It's like, Put up did he expl- work for Kyle Shanahan? Wait, it's like, yeah, explosive. <laughs> Was he on the 2013 yeah. Washington Redskins staff? Did he go to high school with either Shanny or McVay? <laughs> and if the answer is yes, or they he spoke to him once in his life, then yes, we'll start there. But have you seen they've added a new coach to that 2013 graphic too? It's the. Uh, the, there's a there's a defensive coordinator in the league now who was also on that 2013. Oh, uh, from from I saw I saw that graphic going around Sunday. Yeah, but continue. But a, a big part of it is you scheme up these offenses that create all these explosive plays. Well, like that's kind of like I don't know. I I, I do think there's a huge problem of like I I think this all really boils down to like. We've gotten out of the Brady, Peyton Manning, Rodgers, like this era of guys that that were taught to play essentially read coverage, read the whole field. For the same reason I think Brock Purdy's successful is because Brock Purdy came from an offensive system where he had to read the whole field. Like I think that has led to him having success with Shanahan. But so so far now we're watching all these guys that are just used to just picking a side, finding the one-on-one, and then chunking it. Like that's – Okay. And I think I think that's what's led to a lot of the boring football. Bobby Slowick, the offensive uh, coordinator for the Texans, was now he's now been added yeah, to the graphic, right? Because he went with D'Amico from San Francisco. Yeah, but he was he was right. he was a defensive analyst for the Commanders slash yeah. whatever they were called before in 2013. Now, ten years later, he's the OC. So, do you, is the for, first is the first question in these head coach interviews? Show me your cell phone. <laughs> Show me Kyle Shanahan's number. And then, like, the answer is, like, you can actually, like... Well, well, I'll say this, though. Last night gave me hope, though, that, like, maybe the quality of play isn't what it was, wasn't quite what it was, but maybe we can have a little parody and some surprises here down the stretch and in the playoffs. I just think the biggest thing right now is, like, quarterback play is just not that good. Yeah. Like, I, my stat I've been going to, EPA per dropback, you know, Mark, where every year it's been at least 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're now down to uh, 14. Oh, yeah, yeah. When we come back, we'll tell your story. You're listening to Giannotto and Jeffrey on 92.9 FM ESPN. This year, FanDuel's got something you'll really be thankful for because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. With so many games going on, Thanksgiving, the perfect time to join in on the fun at FanDuel. Packers at Lions, Commanders at Cowboys, and 49ers at Seahawks. Lots of options. I like the Lions at home versus the Packers. So visit FanDuel.com slash Smith to fill up your plate with parlays and player props all weekend long. Again, that promo code JSMITH. It's only on FanDuel, official partner of the NFL and, of course, of 92.9 FM ESPN. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. 
$10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. That's 1-800-889-9789. The Fool's Gold Giveaway is here at Southland, where you could win big cash. Join us on Fridays and Saturdays in November, where 10 winners are drawn every hour from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. to win up to $5,000 cash. Earn entries daily. You'll get one entry for every 23 points earned, plus five times the entries on Mondays. There's nothing foolish about the cash we're giving away. So come on down to Southland in November to go for the gold. Must be 21 plus. Play responsibly for help. Quitting call 800-522-4700. Hey, Danny, did you know we got the Black Friday sale going on at Robert Irwin Jewelers? Are you kidding me? I've heard it over and over. Well, sorry, but <laughs> guess what? I want everybody to participate in the sale. It's great sale. It's the one time of year that you can get a great gift with purchase. So you're going to get something for her and you can get something for yourself too. I understand why you're excited. You want to make sure everyone knows about the Black Friday sale going on at Robert Irwin Jewelers. Did I tell you it's going on right now? It is going on. Free financing, bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices, Robert Irwin Jewelers. Five locations or online at rijewelers.com. A three-carat lab-grown diamond for just $599, a two-carat lab-grown for only $299, a one-carat lab-grown diamond for just $99. It's not a mistake. It's Genesis Diamond's unbelievable lab-grown Black Friday sale. That's right. This weekend, Genesis is offering deals at Absolutely no one can touch. So you can put the ring of her dreams on her finger and get the deal of your dreams at the same time. Other stores are charging $10,000 for three-carat lab-grown diamonds. But at Genesis, it's just $5.99. Their two-carat lab-grown diamonds are over $4,000. But the Genesis price is just $2.99. And their one-carat lab-growns are $1,500. But you can get a one-carat lab-grown at Genesis for just $99. This offer is not too good to be true, but it is limited to the first 150 customers with the purchase of one of Genesis' exclusive settings. Imagine proposing to the love of your life with a stunning three-carat certified lab-grown diamond. Any shape showcased in a -a one-of-a-kind setting. Don't miss Genesis Diamond's lab-grown Black Friday event this weekend, including Sunday on Poplar at Perkins Extended. See store for details. It's time to talk trash, Mid-South. This is Rick West with Waste Connections and Team Waste. Our Memphis and Collierville campuses are currently hiring CDL drivers, driver helpers, diesel mechanics, and PM techs. We offer competitive pay, great benefits, and at the end of each workday, you get to be home with your family. Our culture is built on taking care of each other and the communities we serve. Apply today at careers at wasteconnections.com and be a part of a great team. Connect your future with Waste Connections and Team Waste. When you think of Medicare Advantage, you may think of your doctor's office. But what if your plan offered care that went beyond to your grocery store? Where a healthy grocery allowance turns eating well into living well. Or on your street, where you get help with transportation to a checkup. Medicare Advantage plans from WellPoint. Your whole health is our whole point. Services are provided by WellPoint Texas Inc. or WellPoint Tennessee Inc. WellPoint is a Medicare Advantage plan with a Medicare contract. Enrollment in WellPoint depends on contract renewal. Chicken tacos should only be trusted to chicken professionals. That's where we come in. Introducing Zaxby's new chicken finger tacos. With hand-breaded chicken, fresh-cut pico de gallo, and creamy chipotle ranch. Chicken experts since 1990. And chicken taco experts since now. Order your tacos today in the Zach's Rewards app. Woo, saucy! Zaxby's. Hey, you. The one on the couch who just told your friend you can't go out because you're busy? Ready to get real about your psoriasis? 
When your current treatments don't do enough to help control the inflammation beneath the skin, causing plaques and pain, stressing and scratching, it's time to stop hiding and get real with your dermatologist so they can help you get clear. Get real clear about psoriasis at letsgetrealclear.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. It's here. Black Friday week is live at Target. Save up to 50% on select tech and video games. Plus save up to 40% on select small appliances, up to 45% on floor care, and so much more. And get free shipping when you spend $35 or use your red card at Target.com. Hurry. These Black Friday deals end Saturday. Get low prices and great Black Friday deals only at Target. Exclusions apply. Love like this before. All right, Bart, for today's Tell Your Story, it's Tuesday, so that means it's Tuesdays with Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee Show. When asked about Zach Wilson's benching for this week, by the way, Tad Boylan, problem solved. Mm. Quote, I love Zach. That'll fix the quarterback problems in the league. Problem solved. I love Zach Wilson, and he's a great kid. I have some personal guilt around the whole thing, and I'm frustrated that I haven't been able to play. Zach would have had the opportunity to learn and grow without the pressure on him. This season. Oh, yeah. That would have fixed mm, Zach Wilson. That, Watching Aaron Rodgers, that would have changed everything. I'd also just love, I have some guilt that he had to <laughs> he had to play. Right, because you wouldn't <laughs> let them trade for anyone else or you wouldn't let them do anything else. And the, he had to play with your offense coordinator. Listen, it's because he's a good mentor. Correct. He's missing that mentorship from Dunn Aaron Rodgers. Needs, needs that leadership. My thanks to Blake Topmeyer for joining the show. If you missed anything, be up with the podcast shortly after the program ends. For Dennis, for Mark, this is Jeffrey Sand. Thanks for listening. Keep listening. The Gabe Coon Show is coming up next. WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS Memphis celebrating a legacy of sports as the flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers Talk. Always live on the Odyssey app and on smart speakers. Say, play 92.9 ESPN. All three six-month lease, 650 acquisition fee. Must finance through Hyundai. Forte LX SP 694095 MSRP 2116. Sportage R722 72239 MSRP 28715. EVP 560 3393 MSRP 50200. Includes all rebates and incentives. Excludes tax title license. See dealer for complete details. Offer valid through 1123 with approved credit. Dealer's stock only. Got Jeff Allen here from Gossett Kia South Mount Moriah. Hey Jeff, you ready for the holidays with the season of giving back? I'm ready to give out some great holiday gifts and save you some big bucks. Perfect for the Trips 41 MPG Highway in a new 2023 Kia Forte LXS 229 a month. 2799 do it signing. Or a big family that needs more room? 2024 Kia Sportage LX with class leading cargo room and rear seat leg room 299 a month. 3499 do it signing. What about an EV? 2023 Kia EV6 Win 134 City 101 Highway MPGE 379 a month. 4999 do it signing. All 36 month lease. Plus a free charger with your EV purchase and Kia's 10 year 100,000 miles. Powertrain Limited Warranty. The way they live in Horn Lake, South Haven, Olive Branch, or Memphis, you'll be happy, happy at Gossip Key on Mount Moriah. Well, this is fun. FanDuel is giving all customers a no-sweat same-game parlay for Thanksgiving. That's right. Something else to be thankful for. Place a three-leg same-game parlay on any of the Thanksgiving Day NFL games, and you get bonus bets back if you don't win. Thanksgiving's a great day for football. Even better with a three-leg same-game parlay bonus bets back if you do not win. All you got to do is go to FanDuel.com slash Calkins, C-A-L-K-I-N-S, C-A-L-K-I-N-S, so you don't miss out on your chance to get a no-sweat same-game parlay. That's for new users and existing users. FanDuel is, of course, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. Minimum three-leg parlay required. Refund issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets, which expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline 1-800- 
888-989-9789. Hey, everybody. It's Howie from Robert Irwin Jewelers, and I'm here to let everybody know about the most exciting sale of the year. Buy gifts at Give Gifts. Our Big Black Friday... 